field. Throws Chubb, makes the grab, gets a blocking, breaks tackles, and Chubb is going to go all the way to the end zone for a Browns touchdown. Landry looking to throw it. Going to cut it deep for Beckham. He's got it for the touchdown. Kareem Hunt slips away from Edwards. Hurdles his way in. the Den of the Dogs podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McAndrews. With me, as always, is my co-host, Clarence. How's it going, Clarence? All right, all right. Still uh, basking in the glow of the victory on Sunday. Woo! <laughs> and we have a special guest today, a good friend of ours. Um, actually, one could say he's... Uh, responsible for this little podcast that we're doing every week um the man the myth the legend you all know him uh kevin how are you doing today i'm doing good i appreciate you guys having me on yeah absolutely and uh and can you give us a little uh uh background about uh the company uh, that we're a part of and, uh, everything that's going on now and, uh, and the, uh, because I think what's important before we start off, uh, looking back at this monstrous Browns bounce back win is, uh, let us just hear from you. What Cleveland media LLC is all about. Sure. So I, I this is something I've kind of wanted to do for a couple of years now, um, I started out with, with Redline Radio and internet, internet radio station, did a lot of on-air work with them. Um, recently worked with Mark One Sports, um, obviously did some podcasting with them and some writing. So I'm kind of taking everything I've learned from the different outlets I've been with and kind of putting it all together. And it's become Believe Land Media LLC. So we've got, obviously, we've got Den of the Dogs podcast, podcast ooh, with ooh. you and Clarence. Ooh, ooh. Yes. Right. Second show. Uh, we've got the All Things Cavalier with Brandon and Joey. They're on uh, episode four coming up this week, so they're doing How a about good job. Those Cavs got to check yeah. them out. Two very good friends of ours. Yes. Uh, they've been they've been rocking it in the season that people doubted us. I think the NBA said we're twenty eighth best team in the league, and we're really showing them that they don't know anything. So let them know. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then is and those are the two. And then what about the uh, Guardians podcast? Yeah, we've got a, a Guardians podcast I'm, I'm working on. I've, I'm in contact with a few people right now. So I've got a couple feelers out there. I had I had a couple one team that I thought was was going to be and I can I don't want to say who it is on the air, but uh, gotcha. it kind of fell through. It was kind of tied into the Indians organization. So it'll be okay. It would have been fun. They're at that weird point where guardians, what's the logo? Uh, is the roller derby going to win the, it's just (laughs) everything. It's like, you can't really put a grasp on it right now. And similar to me, I was at Mark one sports and I was covering the Cavs, but it was about two months away from the season starting. So it was hard to pick up traction, but now with everything going on, um, thank you for sharing all that info. And obviously if you guys are on, any social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, you'll see all of our posts and we get interactive, we get silly, but we <laughs> love our Cleveland sports. That's Cleveland Media LLC. So how about them brownies, boys? Love it. Oh, oh my man. God. 
Yes. With the drama swirling and doubt threatening the wreck, our entire Cleveland Browns football season, <laughs> Miles felt that Baker Mayfield needed to address before kickoff. Uh, in a quote from uh, Miles Garrett, he said, he looked at me before I was about to speak, and I pointed at him and said, you got it. That's a direct quote from Miles Garrett. And, uh, man, did that, did that show up on the field? And uh, Mayfield and the Browns didn't appear to miss Odell Beckham Jr. one bit. Mayfield threw for <laughs> two touchdown passes. Chubb was on the run for 137 yards. And uh, picked off the game on a long drive. And uh, Denzel Ward, the warden, had a 99-yard pick for a touchdown. And uh, that, that was the end of this past chaotic week. Uh, what are your guys' first initial thoughts uh, looking back at the game? Honestly, uh, during that first drive, I was by the Bengals. I was a little bit concerned, quite honestly. They were just <laughs> taking the ball right, right down the field. I'm like, you got to be kidding me at this particular point and then the uh the pick happened and you know after the yelling and screaming of me being so happy about it <laughs> you know uh, everything kind of settled in and uh the browns just started taking control of the game um it was much needed much needed win um and this kind of goes back to uh my take on our first podcast is that i didn't think the Bengals were for real i thought they were a little from gazy you did no. say that right before we uh, faced off against the uh, Steelers and the referees decided the game, but continue. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, but uh, it, it kind of goes back to that. I just don't think that they were ready and uh, they looked good for, you know, first couple drives, but that was about it for them. So uh, it was a great game. Good to see Baker come out and play well after all the doubters. Uh, also um, good to see him play well without Odell, which is something that uh, it was wasn't something I really truly believed in, even though the numbers are there. Mm -hmm. But we see it live. We see it live. He's just much better without Odell on the team. So great team win. Defense played awesome. If we can get this every week, we'd be going places. I completely agree with you, Kevin. Any thoughts on uh, game? It, it was funny because I told my buddy just the feeling I had before the game that it was either going to be a blowout win or a blowout loss. And thankfully, it ended up being the blowout win. Just with everything that happened, I wasn't sure how they were going to respond. And, and thankfully, they responded positively. Um, you know, Mayfield had a great game, was very efficient, uh, was accurate, wasn't overthrowing guys like he, he has been in the past. Uh, and just it was great to see him throw downfield. I heard uh, Alex Van Pelt say that they needed to throw downfield more off uh, the play action, which they did. Mm. And, you know, that's, that's a big part of their offense, especially with Pe Peoples-Jones back in there. And hey, like you said, they they look great without OBJ, and <laughs> it's not the first time that's happened. So I mean, no. you look at you look at the second half of last year and on into the playoffs. I mean, there's After something something Cowboys to be said about it. Went down, yeah, yeah. Yep. And you know the crazy. With... Go ahead, Clarence. Sorry, sorry. I was I was going to say, Kevin. I had the same feeling. It, it was going to be one of these things where they were either going to crush these dudes or they were going to get crushed. Yep. I did. I didn't feel like there was any possible way for them to. This is going to be a close eke out game. It was either going to be a wave of emotion in either direction. And luckily it ended up favoring us. Yeah, Clarence. And I agree. And I had the same feeling that you had, like 
oh, they're taking this all the way down the field. Because looking back at the game and uh, our two favorite announcers doing the play-by-play, the Browns have been 0-7 with them doing the play calls. So I think they kind of sided one way before the game even started. And I, <laughs> good thing I didn't send any uh, harassing tweets to them. But actually, I did. But, you know, uh, <laughs> and they were just moving down the field. And all it took was uh, – a lot of people the week the week before when uh, Denzel Ward was out was saying things like he's no good, he's injury prone. When is he ever on the field? And I I fought on social media against like fifty guys. You know, I assume they're gentlemen. They could be anything, but I was like, all right, just give me two hammers. I'm defending our Buckeye Denzel. His his uh, rookie year. He was dominant. He had the block field goal against Baltimore, if you remember. They, I mean, people. Corner's going to have uh, injuries, you know. It's just it's just part of the game. And uh, a, a big takeaway I had is um, after that pick six, the Bengals did score on their next drive, but we had we had second and third stringers in there. Everyone was gas. Warden had to get oxygen. Every and they got that touchdown. But it seems like right after that, Joe Woods made a complete. Uh, changing the game plan. He understood uh, what they were calling the first two plays or first two drives. And I think from that second drive, uh, Joe Woods is like, saw how they scored. And he's like, okay, I got him. It really seemed like that. And then the defense, I've a lot of uh, zone with a uh, backside cornerback blitz. As you guys saw with uh, uh, Troy Hill, he had three sacks as a corner, which that, that that definitely hasn't happened in my lifetime watching the Browns. I I rarely remember a cornerback getting sacks, let alone <laughs> three. And uh Miles Garrett increased his sack total. Uh he was still getting held all game. And don't worry, I'm taking notes of who the officials are. So uh I got each officiating crew and it's been uh spreading like wildfire after uh Pittsburgh had a game last night that they should have lost, but uh, that's another near here or there. And, uh, John Johnson, the third showed up big time. Um, he's kind of been MIA. We've had a lot of, uh, gaps in the secondary where people are wide open and there wasn't really an explanation, but, uh, I really, uh, give credit to, uh, the defensive game plan, uh, making that adjustment and, uh, just seeing since they were, forcing two interceptions uh and then uh the secondary played great uh not only warden but uh newsome rookie corner going up against uh the standout uh chase right uh, yeah, yeah. Chase. and and it's like he is right on him and uh even the one that he almost caught zone uh, Delphit was right behind him to help knock that ball down. And in total, the uh, Bengals had two interceptions and they also had two turnover on downs, which is great. And what you were saying, Kevin, <laughs> and I'm getting winded here, but what you were saying, the uh, you pound that ball, pound it, pound it. We have a guard in the tackle pulling to the right side, to the left side, taking out people, and then that sets up for the play-action pass. 
that bootleg pass that Baker has been famously known for. And that is how we get our yards. Big touchdown catch by Najoku. Like you said, Donovan Peoples-Jones, 60 yards. I just heard uh, they uploaded Jim Donovan's play-by-play on the game. And uh, he's just screaming, you know, and he said, I love this kid. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, overall, it's just it it was. I mean, if you're if you if you were to tell me that the Browns are going to win 41 to 16 against the Bengals, I'd think you're nuts. But it's they had a hot start. Browns did in 2019. And now they're they've they lost to a backup QB against the Jets. And then we came into their stadium, Battle of Ohio, and got a big victory. And um, for you guys, did you notice anything in particular about either the Browns' offense that this week they made such a better improvement than they did the week before when we saw them lose to the Steelers 15 to 10. What was your like standout like moments, either offense or defense? I would think it would be more offense, but what did you notice that was different about this game? Well, I, I noticed just number one, it seemed like Baker's accuracy returned mm. um, the, over the last pretty much since he got hurt at the, uh, at the end of the Texans game. Like I've never seen him airmail balls the way he was before, like not even being close to receivers. You know, normally he was, Prior to that, uh, throughout his career, he's always been pretty accurate. But I mean, he was missing so badly that it was it was clear to me, at least, that he was injured. Um, this week, he looked like a completely different player. Um, accurate is all get out. I believe that uh, I saw. Um, I think it was uh, Dan Orlovsky. I heard on the radio saying that uh, he only really missed uh, one pass. The other yeah, four, I Dan- believe, yeah, Danny boy, ways. Danny boy also said that uh, Baker. <laughs> Uh, the uh, PPF rating, which we have true sports football fans listening, and Baker had the number one P- PPF, and that I I don't think that's probably happened in my entire lifetime for a Browns quarterback. So when you're saying the accuracy, it it was it was next level. He kind of underthrew a uh, uh, pass to uh, Landry. Mm-hmm. But it was a weird developing play, you know. Yeah. He did have, but it's like, I mean, we're all we're all in the we're all Browns fans. We're all for whoever's on our field playing for us, playing for our city. And uh, Baker coming out after the entire week of drama. I think as Cleveland fans, we just assume the worst. And for that team to go out there and play that good, and just absolutely trounce the Bengals. I mean, it's just an incredible thing to see. Yes, it was shocking. I mean, you look back, he hit eight different receivers, I believe it was. Yes. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> we haven't seen that in the last four weeks, basically. We haven't seen anything like that. And I believe out of the eight, eight different receivers, I think five of them he hit for multiple passes, so two or more. So just being able to watch the offense flow. And, of course, I mean – you can't talk about the offense without talking about Chubb. I, I think the return of Chubb is really what mm. set everything off. I think when he steps on the field, they're a completely different team. And the fear of that man running over, running over your defense 
will allow will make defensive coordinators change up probably what they do a little bit. But the worst mm-hmm. part, part about it is for them, no matter what they do, they can't stop the man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's definitely our RB one. Um, he, I mean, what what a guy he is coming out of Georgia, having that horrible knee injury. Um, the Browns the year before training for a pick, and he just so and they took a chance on him. They took a chance because you know it's a college kid uh, that was available in the uh, second round of that draft, the twenty eighteen draft. Yeah, that's right. And uh, he he comes on the team and he's performing. He's I mean even now he missed the game. He's still in the top three in all categories as a running back. I mean it's absolutely incredible. And for him to uh, accept a lower they, for him to just be, I mean, to accept a decreased pay, he could have, I mean, he could have had, he could have asked for thing and, you know, both him and Kareem Hunt um, taking pay for less just shows how much they believe in this organization and what we're doing here. And uh, speaking of contracts uh, just broke on uh, Twitter the uh, Cleveland Browns have re-signed Wyatt Teller to a four-year extension, fifty-eight million. Uh, Great deal. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, what do you think about them I... going out of their way to get this job done? And uh, how much does Teller mean to this offense? Well, like Clarence said, I think a big thing for me was Baker's accuracy, and, and that it, the shoulder injury didn't seem to bother him at all the whole game. Um, and Nick Chubb, who, who looked a little slow, maybe tentative against the Steelers coming back from that calf injury, showed he's he's definitely 100%. He did his thing. And I think that was Denzel Ward's probably best game as a Cleveland Brown. Been waiting for him to make a big play. I know he's, he's had kind of a rough season to this point, but had that 99-yard pick. And then the uh, the one that Johnson picked, and he knocked away, knocked the ball up in the air for Johnson to pick it off. So <laughs> he was awesome. Um, but yeah, what a great deal getting Wyatt Teller. You know, he's one of the guys that they had to lock up and I think it's a, it's a good deal for the team and for Teller both. I mean, he was out there pancaking guys Sunday <laughs> against the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> you can see at 77, he, he pulls around and he's just running, get full pace. And he would, he would just either, I saw one play where he took, he, he went right to the defensive end slash linebacker and he just pancaked him. Yeah, he's he is, a, the, he's he a, is beast. a pancake machine. <laughs> when I watch him block, when he pulls as a guard, I mean, it's not only that he's pulling as a guard, which as a left guard, I, I played on the offensive line for my life, including college at University of Akron. That, I mean, that's one of the most difficult things for an offensive lineman to do and he does it so gracefully and he's very adaptive you know when you uh take that pulling guard it's usually the tight end's gonna allow the defender to go into the backfield for that guard to pick up and that's what our tight end is doing blocking down whether it's Njoku or Bryant or Hooper but he gets over there so quick that he can assist and taking care of that the end and he can go into the secondary. And that's not something you see nowadays. You'd have to go back to, I mean, there, there've been plenty of great uh, 
guards throughout the years, but it, it seems like he has the speed of like a receiver almost when he pulls, he is, he's a full steam. And, you know, he is, he is Aunt Jemima. He is the pancake machine and we are happy to have him here. Yeah. He's, he's very athletic for a guy his size. Man. Oh man. Absolutely. So Browns win. Great win. Uh, Ohio. Uh, Browns have now won six of the last seven games against Cincinnati. Uh, in the news today, looking on Twitter, it's official that uh, Odell Beckham was not picked up on waivers um, for his contract this year. Uh, the Browns negotiated down with him uh, and because he wanted to be cut, they had to renegotiate it because the Browns would have been would have been about a negative $13 million hit, right? but negotiated the uh, bonus contract and the do not release clause. And um, with him not being claimed on waivers, the uh, Browns luckily enough uh, gained 4 million space, $4 million in the cap room that they're able to spend instead of being uh, negative 13 million, which would have been crushing for us to resign players. Right. And, um, you know, I don't know what you guys think about, you know, OBJ over the years and stuff, but um, he did have his down moments this past week. If we're just going to focus on that, but you know, him, him coming to Cleveland in that trade brought, brought this buzz and excitement that um, we hadn't had in a long time. And, you know, my thoughts on it is, you know, something was just, Maybe he just has some internal struggle or it could be mentally thing, but some things that they were saying on uh, Twitter and uh, the Browns release and stuff was um, that actually made sense to me. And I don't know if you guys noticed it, but whenever they refer to Baker passing to OBJ, they would say he'd underthrow him or he'd overthrow him or they say miscommunication. I guess what Beckham Jr. was doing and you can see this now clear as day is he was uh, running his own routes and he was, let's say it's a, uh, it's a crossing pattern uh, for about a five yard gain. He would go an extra 10 yards further and then the safety and corner would be on him and then Baker would be stuck in the backfield. So it created a kind of a divide in the locker room. Um what do you guys think about this whole thing? Cause it was, it was just a mess and it was at a really bad time uh, in the Brown season with the turmoil and not performing against the Steelers, but overall thoughts, let's start with you Clarence on um, OBJ no longer being a Brown. Um, it was bound to happen. I think uh, I agree with you that when he came here there, it did, it brought a buzz around the team. John Dorsey brought him in here to be our number one wide receiver. And honestly, we hadn't seen a wide receiver that good. I don't think in my entire history of watching the Browns, I would say, you know, the best wide receivers. I've Dwayne Bow. You know, <laughs> don't, don't you bring that man's name up. Don't oh, tell him to up. shut up. He's quiet um, for his whole life. And then he starts talking, just shut up. But go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. But, the, but I mean, you know, he was the star wide receiver. Um, but he brought 
all the qualities of the quote unquote diva wide receiver with him. Mm. And he was, he was quiet for a while. He was quiet for a while. Um, but even, even as he was quiet, you could tell that, you know, he was simmering, you know, you go back and you watch videos. He's not celebrating with the team on big plays. Mm -hmm. He's standing off to the side. You see all these things. You could probably tell something that was, something was bubbling up. Um, at this point, uh, you know, I wish the man nothing but success, but it's clear that he just wasn't a fit here. You know, I, I'm not I'm not comparing him to the to this particular player, but it's almost like Randy Moss when he was with the Raiders. Mm. Randy Randy Moss with the Raiders, he was terrible. Yeah. Like he was awful. Then you know what? We go to the Patriots, and the next thing you know, him and Tom Brady are breaking all kinds of records. So I don't I don't know if I, I foresee that in the future, but I I do kind of compare the situations as just not being a good fit at all. So I wish the best for Odell. Um, hopefully he can find somewhere where he can get the ball and you know he can continue his career. But uh, to quote the great Freddie Cr- Freddie Kitchens, he doesn't wear orange and brown anymore, so he does not matter. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I could agree more. How about you, Kevin? What do you think about? Um... OBJ no longer being a Brown and uh, maybe some of the positives that he brought in and um, obviously the negatives uh, recently. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of positives. Like you said, the excitement <laughs> level when they traded for him, I myself was excited, but yeah, I mean, like Clarence said, it obviously wasn't a good fit. Um, I mean, they tried to make it work, tried to make it work, but it, it was obvious. It just wasn't going to happen. And you know, you look at all the games that Baker played without OBJ, and I mean, he he lit it up offensively, and like you said, spreading around to different receivers, like eight different guys Sunday. So you know, it's it's something that had to happen. That's unfortunate, but I think it's best for both parties for him to move on and go somewhere maybe we can fit in and and produce. Uh, obviously, it wasn't going to happen here. So, but uh, just looking forward to the rest of the season, and hopefully, uh, we can get on track and uh, get back in that playoff hunt. Absolutely. And that, you know what, that's, that's all we really asked for here in Cleveland. I mean, based on last season, what we obviously want is a Super Bowl, but uh, those people that are a part of town, um, dog for life, Brown's community, all we want is success, no drama, uh, just be always competitive, uh, always playing to their best. And um, unfortunately, what I, what, my thoughts about it is after that injury is when um, I, uh, after he had that big game against the Cowboys and he also had a big game uh, last year uh, against the Bengals. If you remember that touchdown, the crowd sounded like it was sold out, but due to COVID uh, it was only about 20% capacity. And I remember that touchdown. So I'll definitely be, grateful for him being here but at the same time you know it's it stinks it's early and we don't know what's necessarily going on but you know it is kind of a stab to the heart but you know what this past week's win uh kind of makes me you know over it i mean he's a man he's got to figure out what he's doing in life and uh wish him nothing but the best and uh whatever team he's on uh as a Browns fan, kind of hope they go through the same struggles. But <laughs> <laughs> now, so Browns win uh, the division. It's had a gridlock. 
We're coming up. Next week, we are taking on the New England Patriots. Uh, both teams at five and four. Uh, New England right now is favorited by one and a half points. It is in New England. Uh, they have uh, Mac Jones down there at quarterback. Uh, they have Harris at running back. Um, they have this kid Myers as a wide receiver who I've played a little bit with on my fantasy team where I decided to start him that he two points. And then when I don't, he gets 25. So I'm going to start him this week for our brownies, no matter what. I can tell you that right now. Uh, and the Browns brought in a bunch of uh, players that we can explain further uh, on social media and stuff. Uh, with uh, Chubb, uh, I don't know. It was something with a, uh, I think it's the COVID protocol. It just yep. popped up on that feed. Yeah, and, we got three uh, running backs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we signed a bunch. And uh, Kareem Hunt, uh, who was on IR, he can officially become off it if um, he's healthy enough. But this is one of those games I don't want to force it. For him to re-injure something, you know, but, I mean, if he's good to go, he's good to go. Uh, so, I think that will be a concern going into uh, New England. Uh, Greedy Williams went down with a shoulder injury. I didn't really see it. Did you guys see anything? They just said I it's thought... the same shoulder, and they, they were talking like he got, like, he landed on a landmine. But it's was like, why don't you show it? What happened? We didn't see anything. But he uh, he exited early this past game. And uh, that that's a little bit concerning. And uh, uh, Felton is listed out. Uh, Chubb is listed out. And uh, McKinley is questionable. So that's going right into now, this game. Right now they're sitting basically with uh, the guys who signed today and, uh, and Dearness. So uh, I'd like to put an APB out for uh, Jerome Harrison or uh, Bobby Whitaker. <laughs> Um, love me some Fozzie Whitaker. Um, any of these guys that are out there that come in here, because I'm in the same boat. I'm hoping that uh, that Kareem is ready to go, but you know he's coming coming into coming off an injury and trying to step right back into the spot uh, might be a little bit tough. And the last thing we really need to happen is for him to get hurt again. Um, now we know we don't know if if uh, Chubb is for sure out, so hopefully we'll find that out in the next day or so. I think uh, that's something he, he has two positive tests in 24, or two negative tests in 24 hours, and he'll be able to go. But um, as we found in this COVID world, uh, that's no guarantee that that's going to happen. Right. How about you, Kevin? Um, uh, <laughs> I'm hoping that, that Chubb can be ready, but I mean, if not, Dearness Johnson has shown that I mean, he, he can fill in admirably. I mean, had that great game against Denver, 140 yards. But, uh, I mean, they're going to need somebody to spell him. But John John Kelly's also on the, the, the COVID list and Felton. So, hopefully at least one of those guys comes off the list so you can have at least two backs. I know they, like you said, they brought a guy up from the practice squad. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. But they, they also listed Dearness Johnson as a close contact. So hopefully he doesn't come down with it too. That yeah, could... they 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 just to update you because I have it here in front of me now. Placed on reserve COVID-19 is two. Nick Chubb and uh and Felton 
Those are the two that are on it right now. Signed to the practice squad, uh, Isaiah Zuber, wide receiver, safety Nate Meters, running back Brian Hill. Uh, they released Tim Harris. Uh, let's see here. They brought Jamarcus Bradley up, receiver from the practice yeah. squad. That's right. Yeah. He had and, a couple uh, couple decent games last year. Yeah, Jamarcus Bradley and uh, Sheldon Day at defensive tackle. Yeah. So those are the roster moves. And uh, yeah, Shel- Sheldon Day of the uh, bullshit roughing the passer call. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. I do remember. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> oh, and then, and speaking of last night, did you see that? Um, did you guys watch that game at all? I saw the, some uh, of the fourth quarter. You talking about the Chicago? Yeah, they they called the taunting, a taunting yeah. penalty to just secure Pittsburgh beating Chicago. Chicago's running the option and uh, completely out coaching Pittsburgh, and the announcers act like it's over at twenty to six, and they make this big comeback and. and a uh, Bears player accidentally bumps into an official that was in the way as he's going to the sideline and they throw a flag. So did you I know see the video of that? Tre- yeah. I that's been trending so much last night into today about the NFL <laughs> officiating, but they still won't call a holding on Miles, even though uh even this week we won, but there was he was jumping up in the middle, Garrett was between two players that were grabbing the middle of his jersey and the third tight end was grabbing onto his arm. You can't grab, you're not, that's the definition of hold, hold a person. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'd like <laughs> to see one call. How many sacks he would ha- actually have right now if it wasn't for some of these mm. holding, non holding, you know. Oh, yeah. He's at 12 and a half right now. But if there was no holding in the league and the refs and the officials actually called it, uh, I think he would be on pace for like 68, 69 <laughs> sacks. <laughs> I think the record's 27 and a half, but uh, he is an absolute beast. And uh, it's great that he is that he is just, uh, he, he's kind of, he's similar to Chubb. He's just, uh, he, he does his business and he's uh, very quiet. About it and um, he didn't say anything throughout the week and then uh before or after the game's over is when you're supposed to talk about stuff so he didn't say anything about the obj situation and he just uh allowed uh gabby uh her name is escaping me right now but the browns uh reporter uh oh shoot oh uh cam cam cammy justice reported this uh that quote like i said earlier and for Garrett to be humble enough and to do that and um, having trust in Baker to uh, speak to the team and pump them up, uh, I, th- I just really think this team has more chemistry than since probably uh, the Browns back in the 80s and 90s. You know, I really think that this team is in sync. Um, they know why they're here. They know what they signed on for. Uh, like Garrett, Garrett signed the extension and we're getting all these players together. And um, I really think we're moving forward to a new era of Browns football, but you know, we're playing a week by week and it's like, as Cleveland fans, of course, Chubb has something, of course, 
COVID, but we don't, we don't know what's <laughs> happening behind the scenes. They, I mean, the media is going to skew it one way and they're going to make it all about, Oh, he wasn't being safe. They're going to paint this picture for us, but we as Browns fans know that we will support him no matter what. We all know that we, we might have some Browns online that are like, okay, now I'm done with the Browns, you know, or people that have politics moving into football. I mean, that's just not what the Browns do. And uh, for people to attack Chubb like this, these past couple hours, it's just absolutely ridiculous, but we're behind Nick Chubb and uh, we love him. So Patriots game looking at it. You guys have a prediction. Um, I obviously like our Browns. Um, I'm a little concerned about the, uh, the Chubb situation, honestly. Um, that's, that is going to be a, a huge factor in what happens on Sunday. Yeah. But I also really, really, really liked what I saw from Baker. Um, maybe this is one of those games where he's able to put the team on his shoulders. If Chubb is not able to play, I think Dearness will get in there. He'll do his thing. He'll run, he'll run well, no doubt. But um, as I said earlier, Chubb is, Chubb is just a different animal. He's just a completely different animal. Uh, Dearness, you know, his Dearness, a run that Dearness might run for or get 10 yards. Chubb might take that same run to the house. Yeah. So, so um, as it stands right now, if, Everybody plays that's supposed to play. Um, I like our chances. I would. I saw. I read earlier today that the Browns were actually underdogs in this game. I think two or two and a half. Yeah. Right like now, that. the uh, spread is Patriots are favored by one and a half points right now, so and dropped. the over okay. is forty-five point five. Okay. So it dropped from earlier today. Um, I like the Browns. Pretty easily. I, I, you know, doing a little bit of research on them, I saw the uh, Patriots have a solid defense. They have a very solid defense. So I, I uh, haven't done a whole lot of paying attention to them this year, quite honestly. Uh, I think we've got enough problems over here in Browns land <laughs> to uh, take up all of our time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I like our chances against the Patriots. Everybody plays, I should be winning this game by, I would say, 10 points. I, I'm not sure if their offense can can uh, keep up with us if we're if we're playing well and if we see that defense that we saw last week it's a wrap it's a wrap but yeah don't I, get me you wrong. know what what do you have a uh, final prediction the final score um i don't think it's going to be super high scoring um i still do respect bill belichick mm-hmm. uh and what he can game plan and what he can scheme for so I would probably venture to say we win this game. Let's call it call it 24-14. So not crazy high scoring, but I feel like I feel like if Chubb plays that that's automatically seven points for us off rip. And now that would be so, a total of 38. So you're taking the under as well. I, I, I that's a solid prediction. How about you? I agree uh, with what Clarence said that New England's as a solid defense. Offensively, they're kind of up and down. Mac Jones being a rookie quarterback, he's he's had his ups and downs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if, if Chubb plays, like you said, it's it's a big difference. I, I 
I think they can win with Dearness Johnson, but I'd feel a lot better with, with Chubb being in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if they play like they did against Cincinnati, I think they'll win pretty easily. But I'm I'm going to go 24-17 rounds. Beautiful. And that would be also be just slightly under. Okay. Yeah. So going in this game, just looking at this right now, um, they're not the greatest passing team in the world, but they spread it out everywhere. Uh, Belichick always implements uh, in the past, his tight ends being involved, not quite as much as our offense does, but uh, the wide receivers, Myers, Bourne, uh, they got Bolden receiving in the backfield. Uh, their running back right now is uh, Damian Harris, who, uh, if you remember him, he was of uh, Alabama. And the uh, Patriots came off a 24-6 uh, to 6 win against Carolina, who has their own problems going on with <laughs> McCafferty just coming back. And if he gets hurt again, then – everything's over. So um, I think even based on their last win, 24 to six, I mean, their defense is solid. It is a solid defense and it's uh it's Belichick, you know, so he, uh he's going to be looking into Donovan. P. He's going to be looking into the uh, high passes, to the tight ends. He's going to be looking into the bootleg to try to get the backside because in the past, Bill Belichick was the blueprint on how teams are going to beat every team. He would figure it out. Him and Brady, he would figure out, okay, this is the offense, and he would end it with greats like Peyton Manning and uh, endless other, others. Uh, Belichick would figure out the offense, and it could have been through cheating, you know, but uh, <laughs> all the uh, stuff they've had going on over there in New England. But you know what? Uh, playing Boston, always go Cleveland over Boston any day of the week. <laughs> Hate Boston. Can't even talk right. So why would I pick them? Uh, I will have. I will say. I will have the Browns winning this one with a win last week. I really think that we're going to surprise him. I mean, Belichick's getting older. He's one of the oldest coaches in the NFL. Uh, Browns with this ground and pound is very different from any team that the Patriots have played. Uh, my prediction for this game is the Browns will win, and I'll say something weird's going to happen. A safety or a missed extra point. I'm going to say the Browns win this one 36 to 20. Wow. And they put me 0.5 over it. I think, I don't know what we're, I, maybe we get a safety. Something's going to happen that's, that we haven't seen before. And it's a one o'clock game. And uh, I really like our chances against this, uh, this Patriots team and their secondary. Oh, a little trivia for you guys. Do you know who their backup quarterback is? Still Hoyer. Still Hoyer. <laughs> Seven that man's got nine million lives in the NFL. <laughs> I remember going to the game the year they started off uh, six and three, and then they were seven mm -hmm. and four. I went to that yep. year. I went to the game against the uh, Raiders, 
and uh, uh, Paul Kruger. Yeah, third down, Browns. And they play din, 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 for Freddy Kruger, the song every time. I go, ooh, 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 and they won that game. But, you know, seven and three, seven and nine, season over, you know. But, you know, that's the old Browns. This is a new generation. That's when, that's when we had an owner who was more concerned about uh, his soccer team getting relegated and him going bankrupt. You know what I'm saying? His Ashton Villa, oh, whatever that guy. We won't even say his name on the program. Oh, what an awful owner. And he's responsible why we're trailing in every series now. He's like, oh, he was just about soccer and everything. Ashton Villa. And they're relegated. They're still relegated. They're not in the Premier League. And uh, Randy Lerner, that piece of garbage. I said his name accidentally, but anyway. It'd be nice <laughs> to right. see, uh, wouldn't be bad to see a uh, a Hoyer versus uh, versus Baker matchup for a little while on Sunday. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see him come in, you know. We, we love, we, like any Browns quarterback, the 30, Baker's the 30th. Uh, since 99 but Poyer definitely has some good memories so I just wanted to bring that up to give us some flashbacks you know it's always worth mentioning so we all have the Browns this week I have the over you guys have the under just so we're keeping track okay so um man I mean I think I think we covered most of it guys uh, a lot of this a lot of this last part you know we were kind of like going in and out of what we were talking about um i don't think i gave you guys much time enough to prepare you for the patriots game but you know there was so much to talk about from this last sunday that you know we might as well throw it out there uh because it's not like the patriots have i mean we've all seen them we're all football fans we watch football on sundays you know and uh it's just something we had to do just to get it in you know but you know we're we're developing this we're building it up um, from what Mr. Kevin said, uh, thank you guys, uh, for downloading our first episode, um, subscribing, liking, uh, on Twitter, it's the, uh, den of the dogs. Uh, you can find us there. We're going to actually figure out what the password is and we're going to start spreading, uh, <laughs> all of our takes and stuff that's coming soon. Um, Clarence, you have any plugs? Now just follow me uh, on my only social media. That is uh, at Idaho Anthony Clay Cleveland um, at Idaho Anthony. Um, I'll be pushing takes there about our brownies and uh, other related topics as well as uh, our red hot calves. So uh, looking forward to a good game this weekend. Uh, keep it going. My birthday was last Sunday and I got the Browns win and the Cavs win. And, uh, <laughs> that's really all I needed. I never had for anything but for them to compete to get two wins on your birthday i hope i didn't use it all up then yeah so. don't say what your wish was because if it was something beyond that you don't say it it will come true i had a i had a wish last year september 17th that was the uh uh browns against the Bengals, the 100th year of the nfl celebration and uh it's safe to say with a uh win in pittsburgh it came true won a playoff game first in my life so you know that's cool but we're getting there you know i'm still here how about you and obviously clarence that's idaho anthony on twitter you can find them and uh also you can find us throughout uh facebook with uh believe media llc being our main uh area to go to but 
How about you, Mr. Kevin? How can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, KSleds1975. Um, also on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, Believe Land Media, it is, is at the letter B, Leave Land Media for the, the, the Twitter account. And uh, get on that, that Twitter, follow us and like us. And we've got a uh, Jack Conklin mini helmet, signed mini helmet giveaway going. So wow. once, we, once we hit 500 wow. followers, we're going we're to give that away. So first, first of many, go. first of many giveaways. You hear that Conklin, you guys like the conk. We love that kid from Tennessee. Who's just always been strong at that tackle position. So everyone go on there and, um, Please give a follow to Cleveland Media LLC and follow the Den of Dogs podcast. Uh, quick plugs for me. Uh, it's at a big Kev. Like I said, uh, every time I say this on any show I go on, but particularly this podcast, it's A-H big Kev. A-H big Kev. All in the same thing. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and then um, I for future posts about articles um the Believeland media llc on facebook has the uh information to the website where we uh are posting articles posting blogs about what's going on we're building up into something greater and uh another place you can find me is big kevin sports uh big kevin sports is strictly just for facebook but a lot of you know me as big kev I put for the other one, a big Kev and big Kevin sports. It's just my side project, but we are really focused on building up this believe in media LLC and uh, please like subscribe, share, and uh, let's get someone this Conklin, uh, this Conklin uh, signed uh, mini helmet said, right, Kevin? Yes, it is. Jack. Yeah. He's on the Browns. You know, him. the tackle, the pro bowler. So go like favorite, follow, subscribe, do what you got to do. Thank you all for listening today. Kevin, thanks for being on. Appreciate as a it. Guest. And uh, Clarence as always. Thank you. Of course. Of course. Let's go and, Browns. Yeah. Let's go Brownies. Here we go. Brownies. Here we go. Ooh, ooh. And uh, just want to say to everyone, thank you for listening in. Hope you enjoyed us. Give us a feedback. And I love you, Dog Pound. Let's go, Browns. Woo, 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 woo.